Hi, this is Shelby. And Carolyn. We are two Canadian prairie ladies, raising babies, riding horses, and living the country life. We are on a journey to find health and wealth while building our ranches, and we want to share the journey with you. In this podcast, you can expect to hear us share our own experiences, as well as interview other inspiring humans. We'll cover topics such as human health, horse health, barrel racing, building a ranch, and so much more. We are ready to dig into the tough conversations like mental health, motherhood, farming challenges, finances, you name it. You will walk away from this podcast with tips, tricks, and strategies that will have you finding more joy and peace in your journey. We know there's a lot of juggling that goes into this lifestyle because we are living it. And as a nurse myself and Carolyn with a master's in animal science, we have a lot to bring to the conversation. So grab your coffee to go, throw on your messy bun and muck boots. Let's head to the barn and chat because we have business to take care of and we're sure you do too. Welcome to the Ride Like a Mother podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Ride Like a Mother podcast. Today is a super special episode for two reasons. Uh, first of all, because it's one year anniversary of Shelby and me starting the podcast, and this is the anniversary weekend, the weekend we're recording it. So we're celebrating together. We've got our families together, and we're just having a great time spending and getting to know each other better. And the second reason is that it's husband day on the podcast. <laughs> and so we've got Chance and Brad here. Brad is my husband and Chance is Shelby's husband. And we're going to talk specifically about equipment to use on the farm, use new maintenance and whatever, because these guys know a lot about it. And so we figured that would be a great topic for them. And uh, yeah, so Chance... Uh, is a mechanic for Kubota and Versatile and has been for 11 years. And Brad is the auctioneer at the Grunthal Auction Mart and they do consignment sales. So they've got used equipment rolling through there all the time. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about it. Why don't you guys start off by telling us a little bit about what you do at work? Not that me and Shelby need to know, but everybody else. <laughs> Go ahead, Take it away. Go ahead, Chance. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm a mechanic have been for 11 years been with versatile and kubota for the past coming up on two years now i have specialized more in the um heavy construction stuff but getting into the farming equipment again <laughs> yeah and uh i'm brad i've been i was gonna grew up on a hobby farm uh, near town here worked on ranches and farms you know, for years, I really learned how to screw equipment up professionally. <laughs> uh, since kind of getting out of the cowboying gig, I've been on the road selling, selling feed. And, and uh, in the last seven years, we've, you know, been partnered in the auction mart and we've uh, started a online auction company where we handle a fair bit of equipment uh, every month. And our uh, dealers and local reps for not only Grunkle auction service, but also auction time uh, in the U.S. So speaking of which, let's focus on kind of the horses and cattle ranch. Um, in your expertise, what kind of equipment do you need to run a successful business based off of your ranch? Well, you need a tractor. If you're, yeah, if you're going to have the, the haying part, 
and you're putting up hay yourself. I mean, you would need a tractor big enough to run a hay bind if that's what you got, or and your balers. Probably would need getting onto that hundred horse. You can get away with a little bit lower, down to even seventy horse PTO horsepower on that. And a loader. I think you need to have a loader on your tractor. That's an important part. Yeah, I think. Hey, like for us horse ladies that are like not into equipment at all, the loader would be like the bucket on the front. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can have bale spears or you I mean, have something to do with a grapple on it so you can grab bales. But yeah, front end loader to pick bales up, feed bales, shovel snow off the driveway. Yeah, that all bucket, that all helps. Bucket things around, dig dirt. And, and I like personally, I don't know what you've experienced, Chance, but if you're going to go out there and buy a piece of equipment and expect your wife to drive it. <laughs> oh, where are we going with this? Be prepared for repair bills. <laughs> yeah. And then that even too, if you want to, if, if she's going to, to drive it, you know, days you're not around or stuff happens when she's home is they better come with you when you buy it. Or or look at tractors. They know how to run them. But yeah, maintenance is a key thing on that. And you'll get phone calls. It's making a noise or this light's flashing. Yeah. Or how come the cylinder is shaped like a banana now? I, <laughs> I, I swear I didn't do anything. Uh, I, fair to me. I think we've had just as many repairs when you were driving the tractor as when I was driving the tractor. The amount of repairs is is not necessarily the issue here. It's the the sheer expense of the repairs <laughs> you have incurred versus what I haven't incurred. Like I I know I can screw things up, but you you bring it to a new level. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, there's definitely. I go all in. Yeah, there's definitely going to be repair bills on stuff. Yeah. Maintenance. Okay, what about other stuff? Like, do you need four wheelers? Like, what are you, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Some of that, I think, is just the, you know, the ease of transportating, going around, you know, fencing. That there's just convenience. There's the word. It's just convenient to have that. I wouldn't say go out and buy anything brand new just because you got into it. But I mean, if you have established places and you have you know a lot of land quarter section or something makes things go a lot faster having the right tool for the job is is important right like oh for sure whether it be in your quad or side by side or something like that and then definitely once you've had one you 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 don't want to go without it no like we have ours it's a daily thing you know can you repeat that again what do you mean? Daily ish is what it sounds like. Daily ish. Just coming from my experience, I was told not to buy it because it was unnecessary. And now I don't use it as much as the other person that says it was oh, unnecessary. I don't have a side by side. I have like a 1982 Suzuki Quad Runner that starts sometimes. Only and, for Brad. And <laughs> if it runs for more than about 45 minutes, it overheats. And so you just got to give it a little rest once in a while. But it, it really does all we need. Like, I mean, you throw some salt blocks on or your fencing, yeah. your fencing kit and you can go and get pretty much whatever you need done. Right? Like, I don't I don't require more than that. I'd like to have more machine, but it really just doesn't make sense for me right now. No, yeah. it's just it being practical and 
whatnot usually comes first too. Yeah. Yeah. And if you've got a horse that's worth his salt, you know, you'd probably use them to go check fence. Yeah. Nothing wrong with throwing <laughs> right? like, staples in your saddlebags and going for a ride. Yeah. Okay. So this question is more for chance. <laughs> <laughs> it's about equipment maintenance so like the basics of equipment maintenance if you're talking to like us horse ladies that are like not super into equipment what do you need to know about it like what are the yeah what are the top things that you guys do well you you need to do it <laughs> there's more than just putting diesel in a tractor and and going out there you you know taking consideration that Within 250 hours of the engine running, you know, you'd be doing oil changes. You can go more, but it's all in the stress of the tractor. You need to do them sooner. But daily things, you know, grease it for how much you use it. Definitely grease it once in a while is, is better than none. Check air filters, especially if you're bailing with them and cutting hay. That stuff plugs up on a daily basis. You know, monitor leaks because you start getting oil leaks on it. Well, that's got to be coming from somewhere. Reservoir is going to get lower. And most cases, 99% of the time, tractors have the hydraulic oil and transmission is shared. So when you have a hydraulic leak on your cylinder, on your bucket, well, you're actually taking out transmission oil. And the next thing you go to drive it and the tractor won't drive. Well, it doesn't have hydraulic pressure in the transmission to run clutches or to shift, lubricate everything. So that could be a, a big costly thing in the end if that's not kept up or monitored. And depending yes. on what your newer tractors are, I mean, I personally got an old one. So it's all mechanical. But these newer ones today you deal with emissions on them and stuff like that. That all has to be kept up. Stuff needs to be clean. Air filters always need to be clean on them. Some, I guess it's just, it has to be done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It has to be done, but it does if you actually want your tractor to drive. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you can get away with it for, you could even say a year. But some way it's going to come back to you. But I mean, it's all go on if, you know, like us, geez, I don't know if we even put two hours on in a week on our tractor. And that's if it snowed, you know, in the summertime's different. So it's going to go hard for probably a month, month and a half doing hay. And it runs the hay bind and the baler. So you're putting on probably 10 hours a day. So you're going to do a lot more maintenance at that time than I will in the winter time being only start it once a week and go feed a bale and that's it. You don't need to grease it in that time, but when you're bailing, you probably should. Even like you're doing your loader work. The loaders take a pretty good punishment when you're hauling bales, you know, 300 bales off the field. It's moving a lot. Grease is cheap. <laughs> che cheaper than loader pins. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what I always say is doing oil changes and maintenance is a lot cheaper than the repairs. Sometimes, yeah, it does get up to $2,000 to do a big 
service on a tractor, but it's a lot better than a $30,000 transmission. Absolutely. Hmm. So Brad, um, coming from auction point of view, yeah. what do you look for when you're buying a used tractor? Like what are some things that people should watch for, be aware of or cautious of when looking at these <laughs> tractors? You know, it's my opinion, maybe like my first impressions are huge. Like when you first walk up to, you know, whether it be a, a truck or a tractor, or a, you know, implement or whatever, like your first impression, does the thing look clean? Uh, are the tires in, in decent shape? You know, I would, I go around, I check for leaks, in, uh, you know, out of the seals, out of the, out of the diffs and stuff like that, or I look for pin wear on the loaders. Um, you know, I check the fluids, check the engine oil, the high trans dipstick, make sure that thing's clean and, and up to stuff. And yeah, yeah, just look for, look for general leaks, get in the cab, you know, some, sometimes sitting in the cab of a tractor tells you a lot about its previous life than, uh, than most things like the guy, guys are pretty good at, at hiding some, putting lipstick on pigs sometimes, but you sit in that cab, if the, if the headliner's kind of not right sticking up right to the ceiling there like it should or if uh, you know if the seat's got a lot of, if there's a sponge showing well you know the loader might be in nice shape but if that seat's got a whole pile of wear and tear on it then uh i'm thinking that there's been it's been used more than you know maybe what you just think at first right oh exactly appearance is definitely a big thing yeah yeah cutting edges on buckets uh you know that was exciting actually <laughs> you know some some tractors have been used for things that they maybe weren't built for like i see i see lots of tractors that come in that are in really nice shape but were only used let's say to pull an auger around from yard to yard so they didn't have much wear and tear on the rest of the tractor but they maybe put miles on running back and forth doing different things and you'll some of those it sounds good, and, and they are oftentimes good tractors to buy because they haven't been, you know, put to hard work. But you know, sometimes their three point hitches might not be, you know, might be seized or stuff because they just weren't required to use them for that, right? So yeah, exactly. different things like that, right? And like you say about loader, the loaders on the shapes of them, you know, it is a tractor. I've been to a million farms and do it myself, but it's a tractor. It's not a D eight. There's only so much you can push with them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's Carolyn here, your Ride Like a Mother host and website and graphic designer. I am passionate about helping ranchy rural business owners expand their online marketing and grow their businesses. Something that really bothers me is seeing really fantastic small businesses leave money on the table because they're not utilizing all the amazing marketing, marketing tools available to them or business owners playing small because they don't believe their business is worthy of investing in, or they aren't confident in their strategy. What a shame, right? I know that you are capable business bosses with amazing products to share. And I wanna step into the business arena with you and work on your online marketing strategy. To help you get started, I created a website starter kit. This PDF lists and explains the most important aspects to collect as you start a website project. These are things that you can collect before you choose your check and before you even talk to your web designer. 
This document will help you whether you decide to DIY your website or if you're hiring somebody to build the whole thing for you. I walk you through the first 12 items I ask all my clients to collect and prepare. So if this is something that you think will be helpful to you, you can access this PDF at carolynkaylor.ca slash website starter kit. The link is also in the show notes of this episode. Thanks for tuning in and cheers to all you amazing rural business owners. So I guess too, like Chance, what are some things that you can look at like on a use or this can be Brad's question too, um, but internally. So obviously oh, yeah. you can't get to the nitty gritty. You can't look at the the head on the motor. You can't pull everything apart. But what are some things that you can look at briefly to know what kind of shape your transmissions and your motor, like stuff like that? I'm saying this in a perspective of not knowing what I'm saying, but. <laughs> <laughs> It probably would never happen. Like it's very seldom, but if the previous owner has maintenance records, that's huge. If they just simply wrote on a piece of paper, you know, we changed our, or we changed oil at this amount of hours, you know, regularly these filters that tells you that he had stuff going on on it or even repair bills. You would personally know what was, what has been done to the tractor but I mean, it's to the point where if you go to the unknown, it's when you're looking at used, you're yeah, it's yeah, it always is nice to to see a tractor like how Brad said it is clean. It, it's it's nice that, but did he just wash it today, or has it been that clean? You know, when a tractor's dirty, it's dirty, but it also shows everything. Oh, there's a bunch of leaks here. When it's clean, it is clean, but. Yeah. Did he clean it up just for you or has it always been that way? If you check the, the hole in the draw bar where your hitch pin goes, that thing tells a lot of uh, truths as well. You know, most people don't think of it. It's a stupid little thing, but I look at that too. And, you know, if, if that yeah. is not round and if it's got, you know, if it's kind Wait. of oval shaped. Wait, what is that? I don't know what that is. The draw bar is on the back of the tractor. You know, when you hook on the hay wagon where the pin goes, yeah, yeah. That's that's oh, okay. Well, any implants. Yeah. Well, that's just it. Yeah. What kind of stress it's been through. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot different than myself, you know. I mean, sometimes I wonder if my draw bar and hitch pin is a little more wore out than it should be too. No hey. <laughs> okay. Um uh sorry guys yeah okay so if you're looking at like buying a tractor what kind of what size do you want for each job say you got like just horses and you just want to haul bales around or if you got like you want to do some field work what kind of tractor do you need for that well i guess yeah like she said it's anything you would need it for so if you are going to do baling stuff like that you know, you want a 70 horse PTO size tractor or bigger. And if you do any sort of like tillage, you're, you would probably want that 150 horse tractor. But again, you're not like, we're not grain farming or nothing with these tractors by all means, but something too to lift a bale. Like you can go down to, I'm going to have to be a little bit biased on this and talk about Kubota, but <laughs> 
like down to like an M5 tractor, they're only 90 horse to 100 horse, depending on what they are. But they're a good size to handle a, you know, a 1400 pound round bale. And like I said, have the tool for the job, right? So if you're more of a hobby farmer, if you've got only a couple of horses, you probably can get away with a compact tractor, right? Yeah, you know? especially if you're not doing any field work with it. If you just had it for so clearing snow and yeah, doing a little bale. Doing a little bit of yard maintenance, and mm -hmm. you know you can you can save yourself a bunch of money by not having a cab. If you're willing to brave the the winters of the prairies of Canada, then yeah, then and you can get away with you know a sixty horse tractor, fifty horse tractor, something like that. Yeah, and then like you know again with Kubota, every single tractor they build has three point hitches on them. I remember being 15 years old. I bought a little group of cows from a guy and I had no tractor, right? So getting hay to cows was a bit of a challenge, but I would swing deals to get guys to at least drop the hay off at my place. And I just slung a big chain around these bales, hooked them to my Dodge pickup truck and drug the bales in like I yeah, didn't have no lots. tractor, right? So it kind of worked out. And if my truck was down, then at least dad had an old Pertrin team that we could hook on and we could manage to get through right so use what you got well that's just it and especially like for us too you know we only have a dozen horses it's not like we're feeding 300 cows where you know one bale a week two bales a week that's it's doable when you don't have something big or mm -hmm. you know exactly throw a strap around it and pull it off pull the bale out to the horses or use the horses to pull the bale to themselves. Heaven <laughs> <laughs> forbid they do something for the feed. <laughs> You're in their keep finally. Yeah. Out. That's funny. Um, so what is the price of equipment like? So what's the market for new and used equipment? Oh. You know, prices are always going up and changing, but as of right now, this 19th of March. <laughs> 2023. You know, it's it went crazy and it continues to be crazy in my mind. I see a lot of lot of used equipment come through. And you know, when you look at the price of new to you know, it's not that many years ago, a hundred a hundred a hundred horsepower tractor, excuse me, was a hundred thousand bucks. And now they're creeping up to hundred and seventy to two hundred thousand dollars. And you know, this whole whole equipment game is getting kind of carried away, but the used stuff. There too, you know, good older tractors that are pre-emissions are bringing top dollar in in the marketplace, and and you know they're good solid tractors. And those those tractors back in the day, they were built to last. You know, they, there's a lot of those tractors that were built in the mid '90s to early 2000s. Like they're putting on 15, 18, 20 thousand hours and and chugging away. You know, so it, the markets market's been good. Um, I would say it all probably comes back around to maintenance on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the tractors that got grease and oil changes on a regular basis are yeah. still around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, but but sure is the market has has gone up on them in well, do you mean say three years for sure? Oh yeah, yeah. It's like just in the last three years, it seems like they're they're high. Yeah, and I know guys, I know guys that have bought equipment and they said they've tried to buy, let's say from from local dealers or stuff or ordered new and it was just the wait was too long and so they they went and had to buy used so that the limits on the new equipment coming to town and being available has really driven that that uh, used market up oh it is and like 
These are just my numbers. Don't go to your nearest dealership and tell them that I said it's this much money or this much to buy it. But if you're going to go buy a, you know, 140 horse tractor for $120,000 and a used one with 7,000 hours on it, guys are wanting 80,000 for that tractor, which it very well could be. It, it could be worth that, but spend a few extra dollars and you could get a brand new one on some circumstances. Yes. You don't want a new one or your brand name isn't the right one. Yeah. It's, <laughs> there's a million things on it. And like with being with this dealership for the last couple of years, just since I've started, it's been the prices of new tractors have gone up about 20%. And again, don't be taking these numbers out of context, but like it's roughly what it's been. And it's, um, who knows if it's to do with the local economy lately or or what, but. Yeah, no, that's crazy, you know. It's, uh... it's a good and bad, I guess. Yeah. And tractors are just like women, I think. You know, there's care. There's not a, there's not a bad one out there, but just some are better than others. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that leads me into my next question very nicely. I'm gonna spring this one on you guys. What's it like uh, you know, being married to podcasting ladies? <laughs> I wouldn't suggest it for anybody. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm very proud of both of you gals. It's been a year and you guys have done a hell of a job. It's, you know, it's been really cool to watch you guys grow and, and put your, your focus and your efforts on ride like a mother and doing different things. And I'm, I'm looking forward to what the future holds for you guys. I think it's, it's really cool. Wow. I was not expecting that. Honestly, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it has been fun. I I went to the um, Bell Racing there in Brandon with them when they have their booth, you know, seeing people. And some of the other women, I do know who they are and, you know, some I don't. But And then some of the podcasts they have done were, were very interesting, getting that Dr. Bell there. That was pretty interesting, you know, hearing the vet side of things and and these ladies being able to go up to him and approach him and have that uh i don't know like different different aspect there's the word yeah and i'm yeah. like gotta actually hand it like to you know ride like a mother you'd think is uh it's pretty estrogeny <laughs> yeah, like, yeah but so. some of my yeah. some of my favorite uh episodes have been you know, with Shelby's dad, Kelly, I like listening to that one, or Clinton Blair, uh, like you say, Dr. Bell. Um, yeah. Ward Cutler. <laughs> Ward, if you hear this one, <laughs> I'm coming for you, buddy. What a guy. Yeah, it's been really fun with the podcast, so hopefully the ladies will keep going and it'll get bigger and yeah, I think it's the word has definitely been a lot more spread with it. It's been a good adventure. Has been, and I got yeah, to meet Chance. Yeah, yeah, we became friends out of it now. So. <laughs> it's if been fun. Else becomes of it. That's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well. 
thanks for coming on the podcast guys and uh this has been an awesome weekend and woohoo one year yeah <laughs> okay well thanks for tuning in everybody and we sure appreciate you guys listening and we hope you enjoy this episode of the ride like a mother podcast because we did and uh and yeah there's lots of good information here about equipment use new what to do you know maintenance all that stuff and yeah, you can always uh, catch us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we would always love it if you subscribed, if you want to hear updates from us. And yeah, follow us on Facebook, Facebook and Instagram. And we'll uh, catch you at the next jackpot. You betcha.